the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Have you noticed that when you put off a decision or, or you ignore something, that it often gets worse over time? A lot of times it doesn't get better, does it? It doesn't just go away. It gets worse. It becomes something that's urgent or an emergency. And if you would have addressed it a year ago when it first came up, it wasn't that big of a deal. But because you just kind of left it and ignored it and didn't address it, it grows into this big deal now. Jacob knew that he would run out of grain eventually and have to go back to Egypt for more, but he just kept ignoring it. How many of us can attest to that? Deep down, we know we need to make a decision or take action, yet we let the problem fester and grow into something we knew would become unmanageable. So why do we continue to ignore such pressing matters? In today's message, Pastor Dan will teach you the importance of prayerfully taking initiative as soon as you see a problem. In his study, you'll learn just how crucial it is that you confront each issue, big or small, with prayer, the counsel of others, and action. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of James, chapter 1, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. We don't like being in a situation where it's obvious that we don't know what we're doing. Most of the time we can fake it pretty well. But sometimes we find ourselves in a situation where where we're just overwhelmed. And we don't know how to handle it. We don't know what to do. So what should we do? Well, James chapter 1 says, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Well, what do you do when you don't know what to do? You pray. You pray. You ask God for wisdom, and God promises to give you wisdom. Divine wisdom. Godly wisdom. God promises to show you what to do. In Proverbs chapter 2, it says, Yes, if you cry out for discernment, And lift up your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. God's knowledge. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. In Proverbs it says, cry out to God for discernment. Lift up your voice for understanding. Search for her as for hidden treasure and the Lord will give you wisdom. But so often, instead of praying, crying out for discernment and lifting our voices for understanding, we just get frustrated and take it out on people. Jacob doesn't know what to do. He's not praying, at least not yet. He will. He's not asking God for help. He's not asking God for wisdom. He's not asking God for direction. And so he's frustrated. 
And he takes out his, his frustration on his sons and he says to them again in verse 6, Why did you deal so wrongfully with me to tell the man whether you had still another brother? And notice verse 7, But they, so now all the brothers are responding to this. It's not just Judah, they you know, the whole, this is the whole family's involved in this argument now. All the sons are pushing back against dad. This is a stressful situation for this family. It's a very, very uh, difficult time for this family. But they said, the man asked us pointedly about ourselves and our family saying, is your father still alive? Have you another brother? Again, they, they didn't know that it was Joseph. But that's why Joseph is asking these questions. Is your father still alive? Do you happen to have another brother? He wants to know, is his father still alive? And how is Benjamin, his younger brother? But they just think this is a, you know, a government official just asking questions and kind of a strange question to ask. But okay, yeah, our father is still alive. And yeah, we do have another brother. And we told him according to these words, could we possibly have known that he would say, bring your brother down? <laughs> He pointedly asked us, do you have another brother? How could we possibly know? He's going to ask us to bring our other brother down to, to Egypt when he asked the question. Did you want us to lie to him, Dad? And so verse 8, Then Judah said to Israel, his father, Send the lad with me, and we will arise and go, that we may live and not die, both we and you and also our little ones. I myself, note this, I myself will be surety for him. From my hand you shall require him. If I do not bring him back to you and set him before you, then let me bear the blame forever. Forever. Judah says, Judah says, we've got to do something quick, Dad, or, or we're all going to die, both us and the kids. You know, this is, this is a critical point here. They're out of food. And he's basically saying, Dad, you, you've got to make a decision here. And then Judah says, send the lad with me. I myself will be surety for him. Ju- Judah says, I'll pledge my own life for, for Benjamin. You can hold me personally responsible for his safe return home. Now give me your attention. Jesus is our surety. Jesus is our surety. Jesus not only gave his own life on the cross to pay for our sins, but he also, listen, he also promises to get us safely home to heaven. Jesus said, the Father has given us into his care, and Jesus said, no one can snatch us out of his hand. You're in his hands. You're under his care, and Jesus will get us safely home to the Father. In Hebrews, it says, listen, Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. He's the author and finisher of our faith. He will finish what he started in us. He will get us to the finish line of heaven. And Jude, verse 24, it says, Now to him who is able to keep you, from stumbling, and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Jesus keeps us, and he will present us one day before the presence of his glory in heaven. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 18, it says, And the Lord will deliver me 
from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. Jesus will deliver us. Jesus will preserve us for heaven. Isn't that great news? That Jesus, you know, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Our sins are forgiven through his death on the cross. But then aren't you glad that Jesus then at that point doesn't say, okay, you take it from here. And it's up to you to get to the finish line now. It's up to you to make it to heaven now. I, I did the work of getting rid of your sins for you, but now you've got to take it from here on out. Man, where would we all be? But instead, he, he says, okay, I'm going to take care of your sins, and I'm also going to be a surety for you. I'm the guarantee that you're going to get to heaven, and I'm going to get you to heaven. You know, he, Jesus said he doesn't leave us as orphans in this world. I mean, he doesn't leave us to our own abilities to live this life for for him and to make it to heaven. He's the surety. He's our savior and he's our surety. He made a way for us to go to heaven and he's the one who will get us there. And he staked his life on it. He staked his life on it. Look at verse 10. Judas says to his father, Jacob, He says, for if we had not lingered, surely by now we would have returned this this second time. Dad, Dad, we've already wasted too much time. We could have gone down to Egypt and returned twice by now. And now, Dad, because you waited so long, the the family's in in real danger. Because you put this off, Dad, now, now everybody might die. Now, have you noticed, I'm sure that you have, but have you noticed that when you put off a decision or, or you ignore something, that it often gets worse over time? A lot of times it doesn't get better, does it? It doesn't just go away. It gets worse. It becomes something that's urgent or an emergency. And if you would have addressed it a year ago when it first came up, it wasn't that big of a deal, but because you just kind of left it and ignored it and didn't address it, it grows into this big deal now. Jacob knew that he would run out of grain eventually and have to go back to Egypt for more, but he just kept ignoring it. And he just kept ignoring it and ignoring it and ignoring it because he didn't know how to handle it. He was afraid to send Benjamin. He wasn't sure what the right thing to do here. And, and over time, there just was less and less grain until finally his family is out of grain. And because he ignored it and he wouldn't handle it, he puts his kids and his grandkids in jeopardy. Now it's an emergency when it wasn't an emergency, you know, a few months back. But now it's an emergency. Listen, don't ignore something that you know needs to be addressed. Don't just keep putting it off and putting it off and putting it off for whatever reason. Because it's, it's probably not going to just go away on its own. And the longer you ignore it, it's probably going to turn into a big deal. And it's going to become bigger and worse or more costly to fix. And you may jeopardize your family. And I, you know, I think that's true for everybody, but it's especially true for men, for husbands and for hot fathers. And we can just ignore something and ignore something and ignore something until it becomes a crisis. Then we put our family in a situation where now the family's in a crisis because we didn't deal with it when we should have. And so now Jacob is, in a sense, I mean, he's, 
He's kind of backed into a corner here. He's put his family in a crisis because he didn't deal with this when he should have. And so finally, in verse 11, Jacob steps up and he offers a solution. And it's a really great solution that he offers. He tells his sons to do three things. First of all, look at verse 11. And their father Israel said to them, if it must be so, then do this. So here's what you got to do. Take some of the best fruits of the land and your vessels and carry down a present for the man. A little balm and a little honey. That would be date honey. Spices and myrrh, pistachio nuts, and almonds. So, so first of all, Jacob says, make a little gift basket, right? Everybody loves receiving a gift basket. So he says, make a little gift basket, take it with you for the man down in Egypt. But, but notice they don't have much to put in the basket because of the famine. Look again at verse 11. He, he says, you know, a little balm, a little, little date honey, some spices, some myrrh, some pistachio nuts, some almonds. <laughs> I mean, this is like the widow's mite here that they're offering. This is all they have at this point. We've got, we've got some pistachio nuts and almonds and a little honey that we can put together in this nice little basket, put a little bow on it, you know, the cellophane, the whole deal, and maybe put a gift card in there also. That's always nice. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing Jacob tells them to do, verse 12, and take double money in your hand, and take back in your hand the money that was returned in the mouth of your sex. Perhaps, perhaps it was an oversight. So take double the money to pay for the previous grain and for the new grain. So make a gift basket, return the money you owe for the last trip. We need to make that right. And then finally, verse 13, finally, Jacob prays. He prays. Look at verse 13. Take your brother also and arise, go back to the man, and may God Almighty give you mercy before the man that he may release your other brother and Benjamin. And if I am bereaved, I'm bereaved. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Jacob prays for God's mercy on them, and I want you to note in verse 14, he says, May God Almighty give you mercy before the man. May God Almighty, El Shaddai, El Shaddai. May El Shaddai give you mercy before the man. And God is, and, and here it's not, it's, it's, it's not just a name that he's throwing out there. He's calling upon Almighty God, El Shaddai. El Shaddai is, is he, knows, he knows that El Shaddai is more powerful than any human leader. It's more powerful than this Egyptian official who has thrown Simeon into prison. So he's praying to El Shaddai. He's praying to God Almighty. 
In Proverbs it says, The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord, the Lord and, who can turn, and he can turn it wherever he wishes. So here he prays to God Almighty, El Shaddai, and he says, May El Shaddai give you mercy. May El Shaddai cause this man to release your brother and Benjamin. May God Almighty just show his power in the life of this Egyptian official and show us mercy. And then he says, And if I'm bereaved, I'm bereaved. And I I want you to, to see this here. God has put Jacob in a place where Jacob's only choice now is to trust God. It's out of Jacob's hands. Jacob is out of options here. There's nothing he can do but trust the Lord and surrender everything to God. And listen, that is a great place to come to in life. It's a hard place to come to sometimes. But that is a great place to come to. God wants us all to surrender everything to him. Lamentations chapter 3 says, It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to come to that place where God is our only option. Where God is our only hope. And sometimes, like with Jacob, God puts us in a situation where our only choice is surrender. there's, there's There's not a door number one, a door number two, and a door number three that you can choose from. There's door number three. There's your only choice. You got no other options. And sometimes that's what it takes for us, for God to, to get our attention, get us to the place where we finally just surrender to Him. Where we come to the end of ourself. And we give our everything over to the Lord. Where we just say, All right, Lord, all right. You're you know, you're El Shaddai, you're God Almighty. And you gotta do this. Because there's nothing I can do. It's all in your hands. And then Jacob says, and note this at the end of the verse there, he says, and if I'm bereaved, I'm bereaved. That, that's someone who has surrendered everything to God. That's someone who has surrendered his, his children to God. It reminds me of what Esther said in the book of Esther when Esther goes before the king, which was against the law just to go before the king uninvited. And the king had the power to put her to death. And so she was risking her life. And Esther said to her uncle, Mordecai, go gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan and fast for me before she goes in before the king. Neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will fast likewise, and so I will go to the king, which is against the law. And then she said, and if I perish, I perish. That's a surrendered life right there. You know what? If I die, I die. If I perish, I perish. If I'm bereaved, I'm bereaved. Pray fast, but ultimately my fate is in the Lord's hand, and if I perish, I I perish. That's the language of a person who surrendered to the Lord. Surrendered to the Lord's will. And the Lord wants us all to come to that place where we fully trust in Him 
and fully trust Him with our lives and fully trust Him with our children and fully trust Him with our future and fully trust Him with our, our finances and our health and, and, and everything, where we just surrender everything to Him. Where we stop trying to figure it out on our own and, and work the angles and, and, and our own strength and our own power, just where we finally come to the place where He says, Lord, it's all yours. And you can do with it what you want. And if I perish, I perish. If I'm bereaved, I'm bereaved. It's much like what the Apostle Paul says in the book of Acts. We're here, the Apostle Paul was, you know, on his way to Jerusalem, and he, he knew that when he would go to when he went to Jerusalem that he would be taken into custody and likely put to death. And there were those that were warning him not to go. Don't go, Paul, don't go. There was even a prophet who who warned him, gave him a prophecy. You're going to be arrested when you go to Jerusalem. Don't go, Paul, don't. You you can't go to Jerusalem. And Paul finally said, none of these things move me, nor do I count my, my life dear to myself. It doesn't move me. It doesn't move me. All, all these things you're warning me about, they, they, they don't move me because I don't count my life dear to myself. And that's where the Lord wants us to come to. Where we can say, like Esther, if I perish, I perish. Or like Jacob, if I'm bereaved, I, I'm bereaved. Or like Paul, where we can say, it, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what happens to me. My life is not my own. My life belongs to Jesus Christ. My life is not dear to me any, any longer. I, I'm not trying to preserve my life or preserve my, uh, my, you know, my, my emotions or my feelings as Jacob was doing here. He, did, he didn't want to uh, suffer the pain of, of something happening to, to Benjamin, but then to just arrive at a place where, where it says, I don't count my life dear to myself. This doesn't move me. My life belongs to Jesus Christ. And He can do with my life whatever He pleases. And He can do with my future whatever He pleases. And He can do with my family whatever He pleases. It's all His. It all belongs to Him. It doesn't belong to me. I've handed it over. I've surrendered. I've turned myself in. And he can do whatever he, he wants to do. He can do whatever will bring him the greatest glory. My life is not my own. And so if I perish, I perish. If I'm bereaved, I'm bereaved. Because it all belongs to him. And that is where Jacob ends up. He started out chapter 42. Remember, no way. End of discussion. He's not going. And through circumstances, God brings him to the place where he says, it's all in God's hands. And God Almighty, you you need to work here. And God Almighty, whatever you decide for me, I'm okay with. And so if I'm bereaved, I'm bereaved. Lord, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for Jacob and the work that you did in his heart to bring him to this place. Lord, I I know that your desire for each of us is to come to that place where we surrender all to you. 
And we'd let go and just hand it all over to you, Lord. And so I pray that you would help us by your spirit to do that. As hard as it is at times. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. He asked me how I know. And I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Genesis. Although some might view Genesis simply as a historical account of genealogies, the undercurrent throughout this book entails a broader understanding of God's nature toward His people. You're introduced to God's care and concern for His creation, how sin stained what God had created, and what God intended to do to atone for the sin that overshadowed the world altogether. God's plan included a Savior that would envelop His creation in love and sacrifice that might seem incomprehensible to the average person. But God's ways are higher than anything that we as humans can understand. Yet He chose to come to our level anyway. That's a Creator God who's invested for the long haul. If anything about today's message has struck a chord with you, we'd like to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. If you're not connected yet with a local church, we highly encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your growing faith. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Dan will have more to share from the book of Genesis next time, right here on Ring of Truth. Recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know his voice and it only takes willingness and a conscious choice. You need not guess there's a ring of truth that is unmistakable. And knowing that you cannot find alone. And if you listen carefully and sometimes even if you General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.